Hey, what's up everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. One of my listeners recently asked me a question. How does TOGAF cover agile implementations and also the SAFE architecture? SAFE is the scaled agile framework. Now, personally, I don't believe that much in scaled agile framework. And agile is what I really think is useful. And if you want to scale agile, then, you know, there are other ways, one of them being enterprise architecture and TOGAF and so on. But well, let's talk about uh, organizational agility a little bit more today. I mean, this is one of the topics that is a, a constant and recurring theme in this podcast, because I think that the one true differentiator for any organization is the organizational agility that it has, no matter how good a product or a service you have. Unless you have organizational agility, unless you have the capability to change direction, to change strategies midway, eventually the organization is going to face some tough competition and and it's going to be difficult to survive. So the organization's life cycle is very much like the human life cycle. When a human being is born, when they are infants, the question of agility doesn't arise. They're so small that the one thing that they need to do is grow. Uh, growth is the only factor that matters. So uh, so rest and food is all children do, and they cry only when they need either rest or food. And then they grow up to become teenagers, and growth is still one of the things that's very important. But as they grow up, uh, they become more agile. They can run, they can jump, they can swim, they can climb trees, they can change direction whenever they want to. They, and, and, and the roots of... Agility are in our primitive times when survival was at stake and, and, and human beings had to be agile to survive, to hunt, to, to get away from predators. And, and that's why human beings are agile when they're younger. And youth is also the age of reproduction and, and increasing the population of the species. And that's why it's very important for human beings to survive their youth. Once they've done their job basically they've reproduced and furthered their species they start getting older they reach the middle ages this is when they ideally do more than just reproduce they take care of the clan and the focus at this point in time is resilience and strength agility takes a little bit of a back seat and strength takes a higher priority because they need to fight off predators fight off uh, other clans that might come to acquire your clan, your uh, your cattle, your etc. And if you think about it, organizations are just the same, right? When they're very young, agility is not really a concern. Uh, what's really a concern is growth. They want to grow as quickly as possible. And then they reach the youth and that's when they are uh, agile to an extent where they understand moving parts within the organization. And they, if they want to change direction, they're they're agile enough to change direction really quickly. They can change strategy. They can do whatever they want to. And then 
they reach the Middle Ages. And this is when survival is at stake. They've grown big enough and they need to compete in the markets. They need to survive. They need to protect themselves from other organizations that that might take away their markets and what have you. And, and, and that's why resilience plays a very important role. Now, is it possible for a human being to stay agile all their life? Sure. It's possible. We've seen some athletes and, 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 and people who engage in competitive sports staying agile almost all their life till the old ages. And, and it's similar with organizations as well. What you need to do is exercise. Organizations need to be aware about agility. They need to focus on agility and agility is possible. And one of the things that enterprise architecture does is it allows you to understand your organization better uh, about the impact of large transformational changes and and makes you agile. Now, I've done this speech a number of times and I'm not going to continue to repeat it. Let's try and answer the question of agility and enterprise architecture or agility and TOGAF to be specific. Now, I have been TOGAF certified since TOGAF 8.1.1 and I can say that TOGAF has been heavily inspired from agile processes now agile happens to be a software development process the original intent of agile was software development i used to be a software developer at one point in time and i started studying agile then and 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 the best use of agile is in software development having said that the tenets and the principles of agile are not really specific to software development they can be used across they are a transferable skill one of the core tenets of Agile is iterations and increments. Don't try to deliver everything at a go. Break it down into smaller pieces and deliver small, small pieces uh, in multiple iterations. Keep the business value high. Let the business start leveraging the work that you're doing early in the development cycle, uh, which allows for changes, of course. And, and, and that's one of the things. I mean, Agility is allowing changes late in the development cycle as well. So, so TOGAF always has been inspired from Agile and it was always iterative and incremental. In fact, the architecture development method, uh, which is the method of developing enterprise architecture, has always been iterative and incremental. And within the ADM also, you can run multiple iterations of, of preparatory phases, of requirement gathering phases, of uh, design phases. You can have multiple iterations of design phases. Uh, you can iterate between business architecture, data architecture, application architecture, and technology architecture. You can have multiple iterations of planning phases, and then you can have multiple iterations of implementation phases as well. And then you iterate over the entire ADM cycle, multiple iterations, which brings us to the question of what are we really iterating about? So, TOGAF has been split into multiple levels. The top level is called strategic architecture. Strategic architecture is the architecture of the enterprise overall. It's at the highest level. It looks at the entire organization and, and tries to understand the entire organization, tries to give direction to the entire organization's strategy. And that's strategic architecture. And within one strategic architecture, there are multiple segment architectures. Now, what is a segment? A segment is a segment of the organization. It could be a domain like finance or accounting or marketing or manufacturing or i don't know you know depends like in a pharmaceutical company a domain could be uh, drug development or uh, clinical trials or what have you it could 
in a financial services organizations uh, our domain could be let's say fixed income uh, the fixed income business of the uh, financial services organization or it could be i don't know equity investments or it could be real estate or it could be treasury um, and that that's one of the core businesses of a financial services organization and a bank it could be loans for example or it could be accounts it, savings accounts and current accounts and all that so accounts department uh, it could be the treasury again and so on and so forth so every domain is a segment architecture and obviously in the strategic architecture there are multiple domains multiple segments which should individually be focused on so and then the, at the lowest level you have capability architecture so you've got strategic architecture segment architecture and capability architectures capability architectures are at the project level so within let's say fixed income in a financial services organization you would have multiple projects each project focusing on one capability within that particular segment right within um accounting for example you could have multiple projects running each project focusing on a business capability probably a particular software that helps a certain capability and so on and so forth like for example in the hr segment uh, you could have multiple projects one of the projects could be developing a recruitment application another could be developing a employee benefits application and so on and so forth very 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 basic examples i'm giving you but you get the idea right you have multiple levels you've got strategic architecture segment architecture and capability architecture now the adm can be applied on all these segments and this started from togaf 9 right in togaf 9 itself we had segments and we have iterations and increments and the adm can be applied at all these levels you have one large adm one iteration running at the highest level which is strategic architecture and then you've got multiple adms running at segment architecture level where you are running multiple iterations of you know architecture development in each segment and then at the capability architecture level you've got again multiple iterations running for each capability that you're trying to build within that segment now like i said all of this has been there has been there as a part of togaf since togaf 9 which is i don't know 12 years ago or so and then we had togaf 9.1 and 9.2 and now we have togaf 10 and the one new thing that they have introduced in togaf 10 among many others of course is that they have officially accepted agile as the methodology that they use so they they use agile uh, iterations and they talk about agile processes and agile iterations and how they are used at multiple levels of the architectural landscape it could be at the strategic level so they have one uh, agile sprint running there you have segment architectures where agile sprints are run and you have capability architectures where agile sprints are run togaf 10 also introduces the concept of digital enterprises where it accepts that one single togaf framework is not not applicable for all kinds of organizations there are you know organizations that are startups uh, which are earlier in the life cycle of an organization like i mentioned earlier at the at the teenagers or what have you but there are also enterprises or large organizations which are in their middle ages which is their complex large organizations focused focusing on strength and resilience and depending upon what stage of life cycle your organization is you would require a different enterprise architecture framework so what togaf does is it introduces the concept of modes 
So depending upon where you are in your organizational life cycle, and there are four modes defined, they have a customized content framework. They have a customized Toga framework that essentially tells you that if you're young and if you're in mode one, then these are the processes, this is the content that you should be focusing on and ignore everything else because that's what's really important for you at this point in time. If you are in mode two, then it's slightly more complex. And if it's mode three, then it's uh, slightly more complex. And if it's mode four, then then it's the full force of the Toga framework. Now, this is a very simplistic explanation of digital enterprises, and there's a lot more to it than uh, than than just this. But this is how much I can cover in a short podcast, and I'm keeping the size of the podcast intentionally small as much as possible, so that I have your complete attention throughout the podcast. I'm not going to talk about any books in this episode, uh, simply because I've not finished reading the four books that I talked about in my previous episode. And and that's the reason why I take on more than one books, because it's very difficult to read one book cover to cover and then start another one, because it gets a dry a little bit. So I start four books and I try to finish them off uh, before the end of the month, four or five books roughly. I'm really enjoying the Telegram group and I'm really enjoying the people joining in and sharing their thoughts about about day-to-day work that they do, you know, whether it's related to enterprise architecture or not. It really doesn't matter. And this is something that I would like to cover at some point in time in the future in one of my future episodes, is that enterprise architecture is really not a job title. It's a mindset. Uh, and I've covered this in one of my previous episodes as well. And and it's the way you start thinking about how you can develop your organizations. And it's a lot of fun, to be honest. And and I really appreciate uh, people joining the Telegram group and bringing up topics of discussion. And, and, and thank you very much. The podcast listener base is also growing. And I'm very happy about it. Now, this is a very, very niche podcast. It's not for everybody. It's for a very, very specific group of people who are interested in the development of organizations from a technology standpoint from a you know from a business standpoint um, and and i am targeting specifically that group of people so the podcast is not growing at the rate that i think i should be growing and also i'm not very good at digital marketing to be honest so so but then it, i see growth and i see that it's growing every day and and i'm very thankful to all my listeners for for helping me grow this podcast and thank you very much it's a passionate bunch of people that i talk to and and the whole point of the Telegram group is to create a community where, you know, where there are a good number of discussions. And, and, and thank you for all the fun that I'm having. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. 
Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Now the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.